Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Thursday, October 12th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The St. Louis Cultural Flamenco Society is celebrating its 40th season this month. The dance company wants to continue preserving Spanish culture in the region. Flamenco has been my saver. It helped me so much in my life. You know, it's not just doing a step of dancing. It's what you feel when you are dancing. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson speaks with the group's artistic director about her plans to push the culture forward. This year's drought in the upper Midwest helped drive a second straight year of low levels on the Mississippi River. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports the conditions may persist throughout the winter. It takes a long time for big rivers like the Mississippi to come out of a period of low flow. Rainfall helps, but the Midwest doesn't get a lot of it in fall. Illinois state climatologist Trent Ford says most rain right now will just replenish the parched ground. He says the winter months will be critical to replenishing the Mississippi. Last year when we got very little snow and it was mild, That's not what we need. What we really need is a cold and snowy winter to help recharge this river. The low levels on the Mississippi are already disrupting barge transportation as the fall harvest is in full swing. And this is before flow from the Missouri River usually drops off in late November or early December. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. A St. Louis County dispensary has filed a lawsuit over how counties are administering sales taxes on marijuana. County voters approved a 3% tax on cannabis products. Officials have argued that tax can be applied to dispensaries in municipalities. Florissant-based Robust Missouri Dispensary argues the constitutional amendment authorizing adult use only allows the county tax to be collected in unincorporated areas. If this lawsuit is successful, it could substantially reduce the amount of revenue counties receive from the sales tax. A spokesman for St. Louis County Executive Sam Page says they are not commenting on pending litigation. A report from the Alzheimer's Association shows Hispanics are nearly twice as likely to develop dementia than white Americans. Research suggests cardiovascular diseases and diabetes are linked to dementia and other memory loss diseases. Hispanics are more likely to experience those conditions, which puts them at a higher risk for dementia. Sarah Lovegreen is vice president of programs for the Alzheimer's Association's Greater Missouri Chapter. She says Hispanics usually receive a late diagnosis. I think that goes back to really a large portion of them believing that memory and thinking changes are a normal part of aging. Lovegreen says the association needs more Hispanics in clinical trials to broaden its research. The company working to convert Augusta into a national wine destination is pulling the plug on plans to transform a former seminary into a hotel complex. The Hoffman family of companies is selling the Amanis Homes campus in Marthasville for around $1 million. That property is roughly 10 miles from Augusta, where the Hoffmans have purchased several wineries and other projects. Founder David Hoffman tells the Post-Dispatch his company wants to focus on projects closer to Augusta. The hotel initiative included plans to provide lodging for workers. Hoffman has stated he wants to transform the Augusta area into a wine region similar to California's Napa Valley. Grafton has kicked off fundraising for a new $6 million war memorial. 
St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports the Mississippi River community hopes to raise the money in the next four years. The military memorial will be built at the city's visitor center on the east edge of town. It will include an interactive museum, a plaza, and a life-size replica of cliffs captured by Allied forces during D-Day in World War II. Crafton Mayor Michael Morrow is a Navy veteran and was inspired by his visits to Normandy. Morrow says the project has the support of French citizens. This isn't just going to be a memorial for Grafton. It's going to be a memorial for the region. It's also going to be a memorial for the nation. And with the French connection, it'll be an international memorial also. So we're very excited about that. So far, the mayor estimates they've raised $130,000. He says if they have good luck collecting the rest, they should have the memorial built in the next four years. In Grafton, I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. The Blues open their regular season tonight with a game in Dallas. The team is looking to rebound after missing the playoffs last year. General Manager Doug Armstrong expects this squad to contend for a postseason spot. That's our goal going in, and then as as we all see, every year you make the playoffs, things happen. Goalies go on a heater. The wrong guy gets hurt in the first round. You get a bad call go against uh, you, or you get a good call go against for you, and and you're on to the second round, and then everything changes. Armstrong is the longest-serving GM in Blues history. He's been on the job for 995 games. The Blues' home opener, by the way, is Saturday against Seattle. The St. Louis Cultural Flamenco Society has trained nearly 500 women and girls in flamenco dancing over several decades. The nonprofit is kicking off its 40th season Saturday with a performance at Bayless High School. As St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports, the group's artistic director continues her lifelong mission of preserving the Spanish art form. Maricel Salas Cruz has a welcoming personality. She's about five feet tall with a thin frame, and she keeps a smile on her face. She's an 83-year-old retiree who enjoys spending time with her friends and grandchildren. When she's not being an affectionate grandmother and friend, she's pursuing her passion. The studio she's referencing is hidden behind her South St. Louis home. It's a white two-car garage that she turned into a flamenco dance studio in the early 1990s. I started giving classes uh, in my dining room because I didn't have no place. And I started looking my dining room floor getting white from all the other. So, oh my God. Salas Cruz started the St. Louis Cultural Flamenco Society Dance Academy in 1984, and its 40th season begins this month. Flamenco began in southern Spain. Gypsies who were forced out of India brought the art form to the area. Flamenco dance is influenced by Jewish, Christian, Moorish, and Gypsy cultures. It includes singing, dancing, clapping, and the use of musical instruments, including guitars and castanets. Salas Cruz says the culture didn't exist in St. Louis, which prompted her to start the dance company. Salas Cruz was born in Granada, Spain. Her family moved to Costa Rica just a few months after she was born. At the age of five, she began studying Costa Rican folk dance, ballet, and flamenco. Besides directing and choreographing shows, she also hand makes the dancers' dresses, and occasionally she dances with the troupe at events. Flamenco has been my saver. It helped me so much in my life. 
You know, it's not just doing steps or dancing. It's what you feel when you are dancing. The society promotes and preserves Spanish culture through flamenco dancing. However, Celis Cruz says it's hard to get people to understand the value of the art form. She receives little to no financial assistance from arts organizations or other major donors. Celis Cruz hopes one day her program will be offered in local schools. Until then, she continues to inspire her dancers to bring flamenco traditions and culture to their communities. Destiny Hooper started training with Salas Cruz at five years old. Hooper joined the academy at 11 and danced with the company throughout high school. The 29-year-old English teacher came back to dance with the company in 2020. Hooper says she's learned so many life lessons through flamenco dancing. I remember being super closed in and turtled and Maricel encouraging me and saying, no, you have a light to shine, like be proud of that and just growing in who you are. Hooper uses her tools from dancing to encourage her students to learn other cultures. Even with flamenco, if you don't understand the Spanish lyrics, you can still hear the pain, the joy, and it, it touches a deep part of you regardless if you know what that part is. Emma Fry has been with the dance company for about 15 years. She says flamenco dancing is intense, but it is therapeutic. She wants to introduce more people to it through performances. For it to flourish, we do need people to invest their time in learning about the culture and learning about the dance form and kind of challenging themselves to start taking classes. Salas Cruz says she's grateful for the love that her students have carried over the years for flamenco and hopes one day the traditional art form will become ingrained in the region's culture. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Brian Moline edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.